0: And welcome to a special live edition of Promo Insiders, the counselor podcast that examines everything that matters to the promo industry. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm joined by Tom Vaughn, a corporate finance attorney with Dykema, to talk about the CARES Act and all the opportunities available for small business people within it. Thanks for joining us today,
1: Tom. Great, Teresa. Thanks for asking me to join.
0: Um, and I just wanted to, before we get started, I just want to let the audience know. I hope we have a lot of people that that tune into this. But you know, as you're listening, please feel free to chime in with any questions, and we'll try to get those answered. Um, but so the first first thing, so this, the CARES Act that was just passed, you know, last week, it was you know two million, two million, two trillion, two trillion dollars, um, and you know it includes a lot of assistance for small businesses. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the details and everything seems to be changing pretty rapidly by the day. We're getting more and more. Um, can you give us a quick overview of some of the most significant programs that are available for, for small businesses, like the, the IDLE grants and the PPP loans?
1: Great. I'd be very, very happy to do that. So actually, the IDLE grants which are uh, and loans are loans and grants uh, monitored by the SBA, and they came out with the prior act uh, that was yeah. passed about two weeks ago. Um, and under the new act, the CARES Act, we have the Paycheck Protection Program. So the IDLE loans are direct loans from the SBA that are aimed at small businesses. Um, and the EIDL stands for Economic Injury Disaster Loans. And borrowers um, can take uh, uh, low interest loans. Uh, they're capped at 3.75 uh, for working capital uh, for companies that have are suffering substantial economic injury due to COVID 19. To be eligible under the program, you have to be uh, an SBA qualified uh, business. And the SBA has size standards on which they use, which you can find on their websites. Generally, if you're under 500 employees, uh, you are probably going to qualify. If you're over 500 employees, you may still qualify depending on your uh, industry. Um, under the SBA loan, you can borrow up to $2 million um, as determined by the SBA, um, and these are actually true loans. The SBA will make credit decisions, so you need to be credit worthy as well as needing the loans to support your operations. And you these, can are
0: use, the, these are the idle loans, right?
1: These, this is all still under the idle loan program, and so under the idle loans, you can use it to pay rent, you can use it to pay payroll, you can use it to pay uh, back bills, anything that you're having trouble doing because of COVID uh, nineteen, and you apply for the idle loans uh, online application um, at the SBA website. Uh, if the loan is for over twenty five thousand, you have to provide collateral, which might be a pledge of a building if you own a building, um, and if it's over two hundred thousand, you're going to have to provide a personal guarantee. So I think what people need to understand on these these are real loans that will have to be paid back. There is not a forgiveness aspect to these loans. So don't go down the road of an idle loan unless it is something that you're really looking for, is loan money, not grant money.
0: But there is the, the $10,000, the emergency grants that's through those, the idle loans, correct?
1: That is correct. So anyone who applies for an idle loan, if you're otherwise an SBA qualified uh, borrower, you have the, the ability to get a $10,000 grant, which is a really an advance on your idle loan uh, that you can then use for payroll purposes. Um, what is important to remember is if you take down an idle loan, you are not going to be able to participate in the paycheck protection program. And people who currently have idle loan applications in or who have received grants can transfer those over to the paycheck protection program. So just because you've already started down that road doesn't mean you're prohibited. Okay. But at this point, if you haven't started the process, I suggest you look and decide which of the two programs are better for you, um, so that you don't have to transfer the loan over from one to the other.
0: So I do both, but the the ten thousand would just be deducted from the other the paycheck. But you're saying you can only do one or the other.
1: But so so like I said the, the ten thousand will be deducted from the paycheck. So if you've okay. already done the idle, then you know go ahead and you know complete okay. that process, okay. but it will be applied against the paycheck. If okay. you haven't started on either one of them, I would first make your decision which one you want. And if you're okay. gonna go with the paycheck, I wouldn't go back and do the so, idle.
0: Don't bother well, just, to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the
1: idle loans have a lot more paperwork associated with them. The clients I've had who applied to them. It's like applying for a loan and okay. you have to put all kind of credit information in and financial statements, the Paycheck Protection Program will be a lot simpler process.
0: Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, And so what about the the Paycheck Protection Program, those loans? What are those all about?
1: Yeah. So the Paycheck Protection Program, and I think this is a much um, broader based program. And I think that many, many small businesses in America are gonna be taking advantage of this program and many of our clients are looking at it. It's probably uh, the most calls I've had over the last uh, week or so since it was uh, passed. So basically the Paycheck uh, Protection Program, PPP, is available to any small business with fewer than 500 employees. So you don't have to otherwise meet the SBA uh, size standard test in order to apply for this program. However, if you are a larger company than 500 employees, and you still meet the SBA size standards, you're, you're eligible for the program. Uh, is also available to 501c3s with fewer than 500 employees, and it's available to sole proprietors, independent contractors, and self-employed individuals who carry on a trade or business. And when measuring the 500 employees, uh, it's full-time, part-time, and, and other status of employees. So that, you know, just keep in mind, it's not just your full-time um, employees. What's great about this program is the certification to get the Paycheck Protection Program loan is that you had to be in operation on February the 15th of 2020, and you had to pay employees uh, salary or and payroll taxes, or you had to pay independent contractors during that period of time. And you have to certify to the SBA uh, that the uh, uncertainty of the current economic conditions makes the loan request necessary to support ongoing operations so this is not a creditworthiness standard you don't have to prove that you are creditworthy or you need the money what you have to prove is that covid-19 has had a, a uh, impact on your business that makes the loan necessary for you to continue your business activities Yeah,
0: really like who doesn't have a business? I mean, if you have a business, it's probably been affected by COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I think that's true for the most part, although I had a client that I reached out to yesterday who said they took a look at it and they felt like they were not uh, impacted uh, by COVID-19 at this point in time and that they were not planning on going for this business. And I was uh, glad to hear that. But uh, I I would say most businesses are being impacted by COVID-19. And I think this is a program that we're going to see virtually every business in America that knows small business in America that knows about it, you know, applying for it. Um, And what's great about this program is it is really is a more of a grant program than it is a loan. It is uh, going to be started out as a loan and the uh, SBA lenders, not the SBA directly, but anyone who's approved SBA lender is going to be providing the loans. And that's where applications are made as you go to your bank to apply for the loan, not directly to the SBA. I mean, we'll talk a little bit later probably about the forgiveness aspect of it, but that's what will make it as a grant. But it starts out as a loan. However, uh, the information that I think the banks are gonna be requiring is not going to be like normally applied to the loan. It's gonna be pretty minimal information proving you were in business and have employees. There will be no personal guarantees and there will be no collateral required with respect to the loan. So it's really something that they're trying to push money out to a small business uh, very quickly.
0: So, and it sounds like pretty much anyone who would qualify should probably go for one of these loans.
1: Yeah, that would that absolutely positively. If if you have been affected by COVID nineteen, and Teresa, as you said, most every business has been, you should be applying for a paycheck uh, paycheck protection program. There are a couple of instances in which you should look at other programs. Uh, that you cannot apply for if you get a PPP loan Um, in particular there is the employee retention credit um, which is a program that allows uh, businesses to get uh, a credit for up to 50% of their uh, wages of their employees up to a total of 10,000 in wages so basically a per employee credit of $5,000 against the um, uh, payroll taxes that you would pay for your employees during 2020. So we have some clients that that program is better for than the PPP, and you can only participate in one or the other program. So what we have found is particularly businesses that have a large number of low uh, wage earners, Uh, Those businesses sometimes do better with the employee retention credit than they do with the PPP program. Uh, Companies with, you know, higher waged individuals um, tend to do better with the PPP, but there's nothing that substitutes for sitting down uh, with your lawyer or your accountant, probably your accountant particularly, and doing this calculation, at least a rough estimate of it, to figure out which of these two programs are better for you.
0: And these... um These loans will be, you'll be able to start getting them. Is it tomorrow or today? No, tomorrow, right?
1: Yes. So, um, companies can apply for them starting tomorrow. And again, you apply through your bank. Um, and then, uh, self-employed individuals, uh, will be able to start applying on April the 10th.
0: Okay.
1: And Um, and one of the things that we've heard a recommendation is apply early. Uh, there are rumors, at least circulating, that the money is going to go very quickly. Um, the Secretary of the Treasury, I did hear him speak a, a week ago, and he indicated that if the money goes quickly, uh, he's going to go back to Congress and ask for more money, which I personally believe will happen. But I still think it's important to get to the bank earlier. And I do recommend that you go to your bank, if wherever you have your bank account. And if you have a loan, by the way, with the bank, go to them because also what I've heard is the banks are going to prioritize their own customers first in terms of processing these loans. I don't know that that's going to be true either, but uh, you know, trying to go through your own bank, I think you will do a lot better
0: with respect yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense regardless, I would think. So, you know, you mentioned that the, for self-employed or independent contractors, the loans will open up on the 10th. Um, what, you know, do you think that it's a good idea for um, you know independent contractors to do one of these loans, or is there are there other routes for them? like is this is this good for like the very, very small like one person kind of business? Uh,
1: yeah, so I think what you have to do as a self-employed uh, individual because there are some you know great programs uh, available uh, for unemployment. Um, And so it kind of depends on your business. If you are someone that uh, is an independent contractor working for a single company and you have a single client so that you're more like an employee than you are running your own business, um, I think you have to look at the uh, unemployment benefits. There was a, as part of the CARES Act, there was approved a $600 per week addition to um, unemployment compensation benefits. So that on top of what you might otherwise be available to get through your state, you can also get $600 per week. So, again, we are finding clients that have low income or lower income wage earners um, that that is, uh, is a very beneficial program. In fact, we have some clients who the people who go on unemployment will make more money than if they were working at the company, which is a bit of a problem. Uh, right. because it's causing people not to really want to go back to work. Um, uh, on the other hand, if you're a higher uh, income wage earner, you're going to cap out on unemployment. And the PPP program is going to give you, you know, basically your full wages for an eight week period. Okay. So again, it's sitting down and doing the math and figuring out which of the two benefits are better for you. And it's going to vary a little bit state by state on unemployment benefit. I would think a lot of your clientele, is going you know your your uh, people watching today are probably going to be on the higher income level and so my guess is the PPP is probably going to be uh, you know largely better for them. The other thing unemployment is you need to be unemployed you need not to be working. So right, right your business that has lots of clients like my business um, you may have reduced hours but you may not be totally unemployed and so the unemployment benefit may not be uh, as good for you.
0: Right, and I would think it would be harder to kind of, you know, step back up into the business when it starts to pick up if you weren't allowed to do any, you know, work during that time. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to ramp back up when this is over if you've been, if you've had to be unemployed for the the whole period?
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. And you know, the um, the PPP program provides you with eight weeks of payroll, mm.
0: um,
1: and so I think one strategy is to go in for the eight weeks of payroll. Hopefully, by the time eight weeks from now uh, is over, eight weeks when you get your loan, uh, that things will be back up and you'll be back up to normal. But if not, you know, some of these unemployment benefits uh, will still be available potentially to you. They generally are running through June 30th, um, yeah. and so you might have an opportunity to take some advantage of some of those at the end of the uh, at the end of that time period.
0: Yeah. So the PPP loans um we were talking about them they can be um forgiven so can you talk a little bit about the the forgiveness aspect of these loans
1: sure so so the pp loans the way they decide how much you can borrow is you can borrow two and a half times your average monthly salary uh, or payroll is what they call it uh for 2019 um and payroll includes salary wages commissions uh if you have employees out on vacation or parental or family leave, it includes those. If you have a severance that you're paying, it would include that. Um, it also includes providing of group health benefits, so the insurance premiums that you're paying for your medical. Um, and it also includes contributions to retirement benefits, which we believe includes, for instance, matching contributions to a 401 k plan and state and local taxes. So first, that's how you decide how much you can borrow—the maximum you can borrow. Um, by the way, it does not include any compensation of uh, annual compensation over one hundred thousand. So if you have an employee who's making over one hundred thousand in that payroll cost, you can only include their first hundred thousand of compensation on an annualized basis. Um, with respect okay. to it, and it doesn't include federal payroll uh, taxes, and it doesn't include any employees who are outside of the, uh, outside of the United States. Okay. Um, so that's how you decide how much you can borrow. So then what happens in terms of the forgiveness, what you can get forgiven from um, under the PPP program. Uh, and I just wanna get my notes so I'm giving you the, the correct information. So just a second. Sure, sure. Uh, it is, um, so it is eight weeks of the following amounts. So, it's eight weeks of your payroll, and the eight weeks starts from the day that you get your loan. And payroll is all the things that we just talked about. um, And it's utilities. So, if you have an office and you're paying utilities, uh, it would be your utilities. It would be the rent for that office. Um, And if you own your building and you are paying, uh, have a mortgage on it, it would be the mortgage interest on that building. So, what the SBA has said in their most recent guidance is, though, assume that of the amount that's going to be forgiven, only 25% can be for utilities, rent, or mortgage interest. So 75% because they're just afraid they're going to run out of funding for it. 75% of it needs to be payroll costs. Um, So uh, it's it's a really wonderful program, mainly to cover your payroll, but also to help you with some at least to a limited extent, with some of these other expenses for an eight week uh, period.
0: So if you were to, um, is there's there's provisions in there like if you fire like if you fire people then you don't get forgiven is that correct?
1: Yeah, that that, that is absolutely correct. So there are uh, two ways that you can have a reduction in the amount that is forgiven. Um, if you have uh, a reduction in your FTES which is your full-time equivalent. So now we're moving away from the employee concept into your full-time equivalence. Um, so what you do is you compare your full-time um, you know, during this period to your full-time equivalence to one of two periods, from February of 2019 through June 30th of 2019 mm-hmm. or from January 1st of 2020 through February 1st of 2020. So you, what you do is you take a look at what you have during the eight-week period, and you compare that to what you had basically a year ago or earlier this year. And that'll be a percentage uh, if there's been a reduction, and that is what your loan forgiveness percentage will be. So if you have a really a 20% reduction in force, you'll get 80% of that eight weeks of payroll uh, forgiven with respect to it, which still could be a great program. Right. The, the, the benefit though, that they've added in is if you rehire those people, you laid off, um, and you take it back to the full employment level, um, then you will be able to, uh, still get the full, uh, PPP loan forgiveness. So there is a, an ability by June 30th to actually rehire those people. So if you're going to do the rehiring though, I suggest you do it at the start, of the eight-week period as soon as you get your loan, because all of those costs will then go into your payroll um, calculation. so it's beneficial to do it right at the very beginning. So you would get,
0: you would get more
1: money. And, and so you get more money and your employees get more money, because right. the whole point of this is to really get money out to your employees to keep them you know, with a source of income during this, uh, during this crisis okay Um, the other way that there can be a reduction is for anyone who makes less than a hundred thousand dollars per year as an employee of yours if you reduce their uh, salary or compensation by more than 25 percent then there is also going to be a pro-rata reduction and again if you've done that already and you want to uh reinstate it you can go back and and fix it without losing the deduction so we're seeing a lot of clients that are needing to do uh, reductions in salaries but they're doing it to, you know, like a 20 percent level instead of the 25 percent level to avoid triggering the provision.
0: OK. Um, so what I mean, do you have any other like tips or advice you know, regarding these loans or just in general for what businesses should be doing right now to kind of shore themselves up and, and get through this time?
1: yeah so I, I have a, a couple different things so first of all we already talked about it but reach out to your bank today number one thing everybody should be calling their banker if they're going to do this PPP to get on their list to find out what if anything in particular that they're going to need so do that immediately um, be ready to apply for the loan early as we already talked about because the money is gonna go and I don't know how quickly it's gonna go but I think it's gonna go re- relatively quickly if you have an existing bank loan by the way, you have to make sure most of existing bank loans are going to have some kind of a restriction potentially on borrowing other money. So you may need approval from your lender to take down this loan. I think lenders are going to be very generous here with giving those consents because the loans going to be forgiven and it's not much of a risk to them. And it helps support the company, but just something to think about. That's one reason while it's good to go to your existing lender, uh, looking for the SBA loan in, if they do them, because they're gonna to have to be part of the process. Um, also, what, one area that we're finding some businesses are struggling a little bit with are the SBA affiliation rules. And we're hoping to get more guidance out of the SBA with respect to it. But when counting your employees, the uh, SBA makes you count employees of other companies that are affiliated with you. And so we're finding a lot of private equity firms and uh, um, family offices that have interests have portfolio companies are having to combine all of their portfolio companies, employees in determining the 500 employee test. And that's becoming a problem for these companies. So we're hopeful that the SBA um, clarifies that uh, you don't have to use these affiliation rules, but right now we're advising our clients that the affiliation rules apply. And uh, that can be just a little tricky aspect if you're not just a business under yourself, but you've got, other investors involved in your, um, you know, involved in your business. Um, yeah, that the affiliation is very complicated. And if you have one of those situations, you're definitely going to need to consult a lawyer to assist you, uh, you know, with uh, with respect to it. Um, you know, the other thing that we're seeing is we are seeing a lot of clients drawing down in their lines of credit so that they actually have the cash in hand um, and don't have to wait and don't have to go to the bank at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a small business should at least be considering uh you know doing so that they have you know cash on hand um there are lots of other tax benefits there are a number of provisions in the cares act that uh, provide for early tax credits where you can get an early refund of a tax credit. That employee retention credit, by the way, is one of those where you can actually get a tax refund for the credit in advance of actually even having the payroll that is triggered by it. So, I mean, I think it's very important um, for you to be checking with your accountant, with your lawyer, to see
0: if programs
1: might be val- valuable for you. Uh, a number of the states and local governments have programs for small businesses, so check with your local chamber of commerce. Um, they all have websites or your local economic development corporations because they're gonna have uh, benefits that are potentially available to you. Um, Dykema is following all of these developments on a very regular basis and we are publishing alerts on a daily basis. Um, and so please feel free to check our website, uh, dykema.com for these alerts. And uh, we also have a Dykema COVID-19 Legal Resource Center. And if you just Google that, you will get into our resource center that has a wide variety of alerts on all the topics and all these tax benefits um, that are out there. And we're publishing them on a daily basis. And you can subscribe to the newsletter there and you'll get automatic alerts when our next alerts uh, come out at that point in time. And I encourage you to do that and, and stay up with them. As best as you uh, best you can.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like it's a good idea. Like I think you said this, you know, multiple times that you should really be consulting with your accountant and lawyer, like because it it it's pretty complicated. There's a lot of things out there, so it would be helpful to have a professional, you know, to kind of advise you and let you know what's best for you or help you out best. I I
1: agree. I think the couple of hours of lawyer or accountant time that you're going to spend doing it are well worth it to make sure you move forward on, on this. Uh, in the uh, appropriate fashion. Hey, but by the way, Dykema, if you're trying to do Dykema.com, it's spelled D-Y-K-E-M-A dot com.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, um, all right, well, I think that was all the questions that I had, I believe. Um, you know, if anyone else has any questions, I haven't seen any yet on the, um, the comment section, but if you have any questions, now would be the time to ask them. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up in a couple of minutes, but I, you know, I really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to to talk with us today, Tom. I think that this is really important information for our for our readers to to learn about, and you know, it's changing all the time. And you know, and these programs are opening up, you know, soon. You'll be able to get these loans, so um, it's important to know about it now and be prepared.
1: Yeah, uh, we are really pushing it out. So we have uh, a local uh, consumer energy company, which is Consumers Energy, uh, that we have been in contact with here in the Michigan area, for instance, and they are pushing out a public service announcement to all of their clients. We're working here with the Detroit Ch- Chamber of Commerce. We're actually doing a webinar. Everybody's invited to it on uh, Monday at 11 Eastern um, about on this topic, and we have TCF Bank is going to be one of our presenters at it and gonna talk about what their experience has been now uh, that they were on one day into the, uh, into the alone process. So uh, there's a lot of great information out there and a lot of people uh, trying to help and get this program out to small business because it is I, our best chance of really uh, helping small business get through this economic you know, crisis uh, caused by this health crisis that we're in. Yeah, all right, um, I think we
0: will, wrap it up now. It was really great talking with you. Thanks so much. Um, and I hope everyone learned a little bit about uh, these programs and, you know, has a better sense of what they want to do for their business.
1: Well, great. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, reach out to me and have me do it. And I hope uh, that it's been helpful to people and everybody stay safe and uh, stay healthy.
0: Yep. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, wait, what is this? What's the best Okay. There's a question. What is the best loan or grant
1: to apply for as a single business owner with no employees? So, so what I would say, I think it's going to be the PPP program. Um, But I think you need to take a look. If you are unemployed, you don't have any services to to provide. I think you need to take a look at whether unemployment is better for you. The, um, it, at least, as I understand the, the this person's situation, I don't think that the employee retention credit is going to be available to you. We got guidance from the Treasury saying that that is not available to offset against self-employment um, mm-hmm. uh, taxes, pay, you know, type payroll taxes.
0: But the the probably the the Paycheck Protection Program loan would be good, unless, as you said, unless there's no business coming in, in which case unemployment might be worthwhile.
1: That, that is correct. That That is correct. So, so, those would be the two programs that I would look at. But my guess is the a paycheck protection program is probably going to be your best bet for, for an eight week uh, recovery.
0: Okay. Let's see. And if you have not been writing a paycheck or if you have not been writing a payroll check to yourself, do you still qualify?
1: Uh, yes, it's going to be based. Uh, and and I think this is one of the reasons why the uh, self employed uh, are coming onto this program later because I think they, they need to work out details of exactly how it's going to work for them. Um, but okay. our understanding, but we're not 100% certain is going to be based upon your self-employment income. So you know all self-employed people uh, when they file their tax returns have self-employment income and I think whether, or not, recovery, whether or not they have a paycheck yes okay. uh, And so I think that the recovery for them is going to be based upon their self-employment income, for an eight-week period, you know, what it would have been uh, for for a different period of time for that eight-week period. So that's why I think for self-employed individuals, particularly those who are trying to continue to work, um, I think the PPP program is going to be the better program for them. And I think we're going to learn more for those individuals over the next 10 days, quite okay.
0: honestly. All right. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So last chance. Anyone else have any questions? Oh okay the idol can we can you elaborate a little bit more about the idol we talked about that a little bit in the beginning but can we talk about that a little more
1: sure and as we talked about there are two parts of the idol there's the loan program Uh and there is the grant program and the the loan program um, is really if you're looking for money to fund your business during this period and you're looking for a loan and you're not able to get the loan through your normal bank ch- uh, channels, I think the idle loan is something that you should be, you know, looking at, and it's it's great because it's going to help you pay, you know, your rent, and it's going to help you pay maybe costs that you have already incurred uh, that you're having trouble, your accounts payable, things like that. So that's when I would focus in on doing the idle program, but a loan. And again, you do it through the SBA. It's like applying for a loan. I walk people through the application. It's not hard, but I think they'd say it's going to take you two hours to do the application because they're looking for, you know, for financial information. The SBA determines how much to loan you because they're going to decide how much you need based upon your business needs. They are going to disperse it to you over time, probably. So it's not going to be just a single, um, you know, amount of money that you're going to get up front, unlike the Paycheck Protection Program, which I believe is just going to be a lump sum given to companies up front. You're gonna to have to pay interest on the loan 3.75%. Uh, the SBA will determine your payment terms. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it can be up to 30 years in payment terms, but they're gonna look at your ability to repay the loan and they are going to make a determination what is the right uh, loan uh, you know, repayment for you. Um, but do remember you have to be credit worthy. Okay. I, would just, I would just tell you if you're a company that you know, in the past, has credit problems. I think you're going to have trouble uh, getting a night loan. I don't know that for sure, but I, I think it is. So you just have to be you know realistic with uh, with respect to it. Um, and uh, really, it's it's that you know pretty much straightforward. You have to qualify as a uh, as, as an SBA small business in order to get that loan. And it is now available though to self-employed individuals and you know sole proprietors as well. Um, and I
0: think. The, another question is there a grant associated with idle we talked about that there is a $10,000 grant that you can get which i believe did they say like that's within 3 days of applying you can get that that money
1: that's correct it is deemed to be an advance on the idle loan so if you get the idle loan it'll be a $10,000 advance if you don't if you are not approved for the idle loan then it is just a $10,000 grant that you do not have to repay Um, But again, my understanding is if you get that $10,000, that's going to apply against um, the Paycheck Protection Program payment if you uh, participate in that program.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Again, this is, we're going to wrap up unless there's any more last minute questions. Um, I think that we are good to go now. I appreciate everyone tuning in and I hope you guys learned something. Um, Have a great day and good luck with everything.
1: Great. Thanks, Teresa. All
0: right. Thanks.